Hi, I'm Erica Ramirez, founder of Illy and host of What About Your Friends, a podcast dedicated to the many lives of friendship and how it's portrayed in pop culture. Every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, I talk to my best friend, Stephen Othello, and your favorites from within the Ringer and beyond about friendships on TV, in movies, pop culture, and our real lives. So join me every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, where we try to answer the question TLC asked back in the day, what about your friends? There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. Another Monday. Another Monday to discuss an award show. How lucky we are. I mean, it is good content. You oh, know? yeah. It's great. It's, <laughs> I watched the entirety of the Grammys. Did you go back to the beginning and start No, I didn't. Fresh? So I watched, I, I turned it on at some point. Around, I want to say 6 p.m. Okay. PST. So like an hour in. Yeah. Does that sound, does that sound right? I mean, I texted you as I was turning it on and watched like, I would say 40 minutes before domestic obligations took over in the form of bedtime. <laughs> For my son, not not for me though. That well, sounds great. I would mean, say, would, would judge. <laughs> I checked back in. Somehow, I did catch the Jay Z speech live, mm. and then I had to go do other things. So I've I've watched some clips, but no, I'm I'm not the completest on this podcast. That's you. Well, I'm here for you, Amanda. I'm here to help. Here to support. I did watch all of it, and so yeah. how long did it run? Finally, over three it and a half so hours. So long. I think yeah. it was like three thirty-five. They were pretty close, but like it was like pretty obnoxious. I feel like the only they person... were pretty close to three and a half hours, yes, which is always like correct. the stated Grammys runtime, which is just it, it, back when I was like a, a a writing blogger, a web blogger, as opposed to the type of blogger that I am now, and would cover all of the awards shows. I just remember the moment of like deep dread and unhappiness when you realized every year that the Grammys are three and a half hours as opposed to an awards show, traditional three hours. And it doesn't seem like that extra half hour adds that much, but it really does. It, yeah, it's long. Here's some places they could cut back. Every performer had like a, a pre-taped package play for like two to three minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Literally none of those were necessary. And also like if you're performing at the Grammys, you're super famous. I kind of felt like the the first performance was Luke Combs and Tracy Chapman singing Fast Car, which right. was great because Tracy, Tracy Chapman is great. But at first I was like, is this a Luke Combs like apology tour? And then I was like, oh, everyone's doing this. Weird. But it really was weird because it was just like, didn't need to hear from all of the people who perform because they're already super famous. We hear from them all the time. And like, just and, like- And they're performing. Yeah, and they're performing. Like, it was such a weird, weird choice. Also, similar to the Golden Globes, I think, they did like a table sit, like s- set up in the main floor area so that the number of people who were like close to the stage was much fewer than years previous. They also went with like a pink blush color palette. It was just like a lot of weird choices, honestly. Can we talk about some highlights? Sure. Well, you mentioned Tracy Chapman performing with Luke Combs, which I did. I watched the clip. That was wonderful. And I just amazing song. 
Tracy of Chapman. Course, an all-time class. Stone Cold Classic. Just yeah, Stone Cold Classic. Tracy Chapman, all-timer. It was great to see her. It was great to see... She was there in custom Prada, by the way. Amazing. It was great to see everyone be so excited that she was there. You could just like... It, it was just great energy. Luke Combs, I thought, did like a good job of... Yeah, you know, of conveying that he was psyched to be standing next to Tracy Chapman and performing with her as he should be. But it just like great stuff. Great vibes. Everyone was very moved. I was very moved. Shout out Tracy Chapman. Do you have a Tracy Chapman song from high school that you're like, that is like very nostalgic for you? Not that came out in high school that like, or that just like meant something to you as a young person. Well, I, I mean, besides fast car. Yeah. And give me one reason. Yeah. Just curious. No, I mean, maybe I, you're no, just giving I'm, I'm, not into, I'm not into the deep cuts. Give me one reason <laughs> is also like a like an all-timer. But no, I, I stayed with the hits. Okay. I was in high school. Did I'm just you? curious. Yeah, like the promise was like really, really meaningful to me when I was okay. like 14. It's still meaningful to me, but I, I, I like, you know, when like you think a song just explains the world when you're younger. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's how I felt about the promise. Anyway, okay. that was whatever. That was a highlight. You mentioned Jay-Z. I think that's clearly the 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 climax of this production was Jay-Z's speech and holding his daughter's hand when he got nervous. Sure. So he was given some sort of an honorary award impact award, like one of the classic, we need famous people to show up to the Grammys. I believe it was the Dr. Dre global impact award. Okay. Jay-Z appeared and received the award and used the opportunity to very, I think like charmingly, but also directly, I don't want to say attack the Grammys, but address address the Grammys for their historic and continuing ignorance of Black artists and Black women artists. And he did, he he shouted out his wife, Beyonce, in particular, because she's won the most Grammys, I guess, of of all time, but has never won Album of the Year. And he pointed out that that just doesn't make logical sense, which Jay-Z correct. He also very charmingly was like, I don't want to embarrass this young lady before he did it, which... I, which I thought also, was a reference to Beyonce and not his daughter. Maybe it was his daughter. Either way, I was charmed. Well, I think what you're getting at is also he didn't say her name, which yeah. I thought was like really powerful. It's like Beyonce is so powerful that she yes. need not be named. So that was great. And I said this to Callie at Bachelor Party as well because we like had a somehow started talking about the Grammys as mm-hmm. too. But like it was kind of a reminder of like why he's so successful and beloved and like why he's like such a great rapper. The man yeah. is charming. I like haven't really been privy to his charisma in a while and I was like oh, right, away with words is. yeah absolutely that's exactly what I said away with words why is a good rapper it's like yeah. I was like oh right Jay-Z yeah and, and performance out. and presence yeah. you know at another point he's like you might feel like you know some of you will be snubbed some of you don't even belong in the category you know like which is just very, <laughs> it, was, it was funny it was it was good and a little off the cuff and it was very sweet that he was standing there with Blue Ivy who like who I thought did a great job at Me too. having to stand there in front of a camera next to your dad. I mean, imagine anything. Can you imagine anything more sweet, but also mortifying? She's great looking more, more like Beyonce. Yeah, in my opinion. she is. I agree. It's funny to watch that morphing happen. Yeah. Jay-Z's great. great. Love yeah. Jay-Z. My other highlight is just the Miley Cyrus experience. Another thing I haven't really participated in in a while, but like... I agree. It was it was like out there and also you know just she's like she's really good at being a pop star. I the chaotic energy is just like so it's it's thrilling. It's like why you should watch a music award show. It's like and this is she, about to go off the rails but it's not. 
it, it yeah, doesn't she, totally. She wore like five different outfits. Also, Flowers is a fantastic song. Flowers is an absolute <laughs> banger. Yeah. And there were a lot of people expressing discontent on the internet what? about that what? song. I know. I was really. Do I, they have I don't joy know. in their life? What? Like once you, you know, you know how it is on the internet, especially with people who are disciples of various pop stars. They're very passionate. They only speak, you know, in the, the most extreme terms. Yeah. No, Flowers is great. I enjoyed when she yelled at everyone for pretending like they didn't know the song. Mm-hmm. I love that too. You mentioned the celeb intros, which did take forever, but like hers was just a, a heat rock. Like she was performing the whole, it was very, very funny. And just like a reminder of, in fact, I turned to my son who's two and I was like, that's why Miley Cyrus is a pop star, Knox. <laughs> He was completely bewildered by her performance, thrilled to see Billy Joel and otherwise just like staring mouth half open, like just didn't understand what was going on. Yeah, slack John, which is sort of his resting pose. But anyway, yeah, she was great. The Tina Turner tribute was awkward, but I didn't, I didn't hate it. I mean, I heard her Tina Turner tribute, that is like, you know, it was not, she didn't, she wasn't the best tribute of the night, but. That was the most elongated in memoriam I've ever experienced. And I didn't I've see a lot of it award because, shows. Yeah, it, it was, was really long. Because it was so long. It was like weird. Just like a lot of really, really weird choices. Which brings us to the weirdest choice of the evening, which is when T- Taylor Swift won the Grammy for Best Pop Album or Best Pop Vocal Album. She used the opportunity to share a secret, which is that for two years, she's been working on a new album and it's coming out on April 19th. And the title is Razzing Her Ex-Boyfriend, Joe Alwyn, per page six, per the Swifties online. It's called The Tortured Poet Society and apparently his group chat with very handsome fellow actors, Andrew Scott and Paul Meskel was a tortured man group chat. I thought it was the Tortured Poets Department. Oh, you're right. Which, Sorry. Which I just point out because it's just like harder and wordier, you know, to say, which is in classic Taylor Swift action. Reminds me of an episode of Severance or something on Apple TV, which is like yeah. not really what I'm looking for in my pop music. So let me, here's here's what I want to say. Sorry, okay. I cut you off. No, it's okay. But I just, I'm, I'm chomping at the bit to share my feelings. If she's been working on it for the last two years, then I think it probably is primarily a Joe Alwyn breakup album, which I'm I'm here for it, you know? Sure. Like I, I think, and... That, that sort of, that late 20s, what am I going to do with my life breakup that happens to many people, very, very, like, you know, fertile, like, material for her. And she has needed that, I think, in her music for sometimes. So that sounds great. Everything else, including the title, I'm just like, no, no, I'm out on this. It was so rehearsed, her, like, surprise announcement, which I know, it's what Taylor Swift does. It's why she's the most successful pop star slash, like, uh, you know, American in the world right now. Like, I, I get it, but it was forced. I would say, having listened to the lyrics of many of her songs for the last several ad- albums that she's already doing tortured poetry, and I am nervous that it's going to be another, like, folklore, Evermore. What's the one? I, Evermore is the one that I really don't like, right? That's the second the one? The second one, yeah. I'm worried about that. That's going to be pretty tough. And I didn't like her dress. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda. (laughs) That's a great table setter. Some additional thoughts for me. I appreciate people like Miley Cyrus and Jay-Z having the right skepticism about the ward show they're participating in while also being glad to be a part of the machinery 
and like use their platform for good, whether that's like promoting chaos in, mm-hmm. in like sort of benign form or advocating for some of the most successful artists to get the recognition they deserve. Taylor Swift brazenly just sort of like discarding of the Grammys as just another platform for self-promotion. Like honestly, just like didn't play. Like it, I know and, that like it, everyone, agree. Well said. Like and everyone's there is doing some level of self-promotion. So televised award show, I get it. But like just the kind of like absolute dispensing of of like ritual was just like just like a bummer. It wasn't, I wouldn't even say it's like distasteful. It's it like, it's fine. I wouldn't say, I don't have like a moral problem with it, but like, it just like fundamentally didn't work. And the most tepid response to anyone on stage was Taylor Swift doing that. There's like no debate about that. So the, all the reaction like shots yeah. were priceless because also in her category was Olivia Rodrigo, who that's a whole thing. And yeah. I did notice that during Olivia Rodrigo's performance, Taylor was, well, went out of her way to sing along. Yeah, I mean, and she did throughout the evening. All of the reaction shots were just like, a, you know, a seated, respectful audience and Taylor Swift kind of like standing up and swaying, which I get it. And, I, you know, that's not my style, but that's not one of her sins. That's like, a, she's just trying to be enthusiastic and also trying not to get called out. So that's fine. Agreed. But Olivia Rodrigo was just like... A slow clap. Slow clapping, <laughs> but also, thank you. I was miming that, but this is an audio <laughs> platform. And then... Ed Sheeran had a like a space. He did. And Sharon looked very Yeah. They are like legit friends. He was bewildered on her behalf. He Yes. He she was his Miley Cyrus and he was Knox. <laughs> and yeah, it just was like a t- it was a miscalculation, but I guess that she didn't do it for the people in the room, so perhaps she doesn't mm-hmm. care. So she also said she's like I got to go backstage and post it on Instagram, which she did. And so the album cover is she, ready. She being a, a very collective she of Taylor's sure. team. Yeah. I don't think she hit the button, but sure. I, sometimes I wonder, you know, you can see that level of control, but you're right. There are many people, many people have have the button. She's wearing the row underwear in her uh, album cover, which is just like, which which I noted just because we have talked about, I mean, you know, we've talked about every aspect of Taylor Swift's life, including her clothing. And like why, why fashion companies like don't pay her or whatever, or why right. she's not like a sponsor. Right. Well, I'm sh- and I'm sure that the row didn't pay her for this, but like the row is wildly expensive. You know, all of all of the clothes that all, most clothes are wildly expensive at this point. But like, it's like a definite like jump in the types of clothes, like price wise, that she's being willing to be associated with. And I also, it's like not as accessible to. It's it's not like a Gen Z thing. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So I thought that was interesting. I agree with you. It's also similar to how she's really been dressing for the last like three months as she's been back in New York. Mm-hmm. Not just wearing Louboutins on stage, but wearing them around New York and wearing like no repeats. And even when she's going to the studio in athleisure, it's like a very, you know, like higher end athleisure. Yeah. Even wearing Gigi Hadid's like exclusive overpriced clothing, like... I mean, not hers personally, but guest in residence. You know, she's <laughs> right, right, she's, right, right, right. Made, she's made the decision, I think, to lean into being rich. It's not even yeah. it's like she she remains relatable through like her music and her feelings, but she's sort of like embracing being a mogul, I think. And for her, I think that is a lot with her jewelry and her clothes. Yeah. But I I, I totally with all of that, but even even in like in that context, she's certainly embracing being rich. I mean, how many articles have we read about? how her private jet will cross the international dateline, like thousands. But like the row to me is as much like sort of a generational age thing. Mm -hmm. And like a, 
as it is money, because as we know now, money is of of no concern to Taylor Swift. So I don't I don't know. I, I and I I thought it was notable. It doesn't make me. I'm still going to listen to the album. You know, it doesn't course, really yeah. change where I am. Well, <laughs> my favorite thing about Taylor Swift is her music, and I think we've said this many times mm-hmm. on the pod. The more she talks, the more I just want to listen to the music. I'm like, I'm not interested in you, actually. Yeah. And yet here we are talking about her. But it's, you know, she's the center of culture at the moment, unfortunately. It's not even unfortunately. It's just sort of like getting a little bit boring. The last night was interesting to me because it was such a a, a miss, in my opinion. And then to also, when she was like, and I just want to thank this woman without whom so many other women wouldn't have their careers. And I thought she was going to say Celine Dion. She said Lana (laughs) Del Rey. I was just like, what? Are you Carl's? Is this Carl's from Hipster Runoff on stage, like making fun of Lana Del Rey? So I thought that was really weird. And then I also do think it was a miscalculation to not like pay more attention to Celine Dion, even if you didn't mean it. Of course. Fake it. Of course. And she's, you know, scrambled backstage to do the selfie that they released like 10 minutes later. So that, yeah, you know, I I agree. It was strange. She was definitely like a person apart in that room all night. Mm -hmm. And like, we all knew that because we have seen everything else that Taylor Swift has done in the last one, two, five, 10 years. But like, I agree, you could feel it. She was not like among her people. And even when she like broke the record or whatever for album of the year, she won the album of the year for the fourth time, which is more than any other artist and and more than all black women combined. And she very quickly pivoted that speech to her fans. Yeah. Which just, you know, because (laughs) the, the people in the room were not responding. It was just a major Tracy Flick evening. I wish I could tell you this is the best moment of my life, but it's not. I mean, just iconic. Last thing on the Grammys, unless you have more to say, but last thing I want to note was Taylor Swift and Meryl Streep came in late because of Trevor Noah doing his opening monologue in like the pit where the tables were. It was very notable. He decided to make a joke of Meryl Streep being late. So she like came in as she was sitting in a seat. I'm sure it was like partially choreographed, but also I think people were late because of the rain. Mm-hmm. Meryl Streep leaning into being like music mom because her son-in-law is Mark Ronson is like really fun. And she had by far my favorite outfit of the night. She was wearing like the world's most expensive pajamas and they looked mm-hmm. awesome. And she yeah. looked awesome. I fucking loved it. It looked great. They also cut to her. So, and I believe that was Mamie Gummer. Grace. There were Grace. Well, no, so Grace is married to Mark, but I believe that yeah. there were two gummers in attendance. Oh, there were? I didn't see the other I, one. Well, I thought I could be wrong. Maybe Grace did like a very quick change from the red carpet, but yeah, I have no idea. Anyway, one of her daughters was sitting with Meryl Streep and they cut to her several times during uh, Joni Mitchell's performance of Both mm-hmm. Sides Now. And they were, you know, very visibly moved. Once again, we know Meryl Streep is a good uh, awards show she uh, audience good face. member. Yeah. yeah, she gives good face, but she did once again. That actually reminded me of actually my final note, which is you know, something I'm always keeping my eyes on, which is public displays, displays of friendship. And I didn't get a lot. And I know there's like people who are like allegedly friends there, but like the people who had the most moving moment as friends were Lizzo and SZA. And I thought that was like really sweet. And I was like happy they were on stage together, but like not a lot of other people like happy to see each other. They're just sort of like going along with it. Yeah. I mean, I, the vibes were kind of off. It was a weird, room. it was a weird yeah. show. It was a weird show. I agree. You know who else gives a really good face and just great, just great guests? John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. Never not have them in your audience. They're always going to do their part. <laughs> That's true. I really, I, I also really liked reason. Chrissy Teigen's dress. I read a rude headline about it on the internet. Someone oh. called it weird. 
I think it was the Daily Mail. They're always up to shenanigans. I thought it looked great. I'm just happy with them. Okay. I hope that they're all doing well as a family of six. Let's move on to a story we're tracking really closely, which is (laughs) Bradley Cooper's Louis Vuitton beanie. It was seen this weekend, not the exact same one, I assume. I I don't think there's one hat being passed around like the traveling pants, but same design on LeBron James for his entrance to Madison Square Garden when he played the Knicks on Saturday night. And were you in attendance? I was, yes. But you weren't in the tunnel for the hat. No, I just saw that on the internet after. Yeah, yeah. And and, and you texted me. Yes, I did. I was just excited. I, I mean, this is like one of my favorite storylines right now, which also like, that's, I, I'm not qualified to discuss this either from a music or fashion perspective, but just as like a casual consumer of culture, I feel that Pharrell's helming of Louis Vuitton and the impact of that is like already profound. And uh, maybe we should have an expert discuss it with us one day. But... I love that this hat is like becoming this like symbol of the status symbol of this winter. It's like very fun because it's so silly and so big. <laughs> no, I, I agree with it. I agree with um, the Pharrell aspect. Beyonce was wearing Louis, Pharrell Louis Vuitton last In night. In a sort of like androgynous outfit, which I, I also think is like cool and very Did thrill. you notice that she was, she was seated in such a way that also anytime they focused on Dua Lipa... Mm. Then Beyonce and her hat were just kind of like floating in the background. It was like a, a, a two for one shot. Um, anyway, it's kind of like everyone's dressed in like Pharrell now. Like, like everyone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, good I way. We, we could do worse. Oh, definitely. Yeah. The hats. Just remember, he's always had big hats. So, yeah. And the beanie is big. It's like an oversize for one's head. Sure. Yeah. I can't wait to see who wears it next. And yeah, Wouldn't it'd be just, great if there were just the one hat, just the one, and like, like who gets it tonight? Yeah, come exactly. pick it up on, you know, Fifth Avenue and Ninth Street. Wear it right. to the game. Love right. it. It's great stuff. I'd also love to know, like, if anyone has paid for this hat or if it's just been gifted to them. And I, I, everyone that we've discussed has been gifted this hat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you call it gifting? If there's like Bradley Cooper does have a deal. Of, uh, with Louis Vuitton, sure. I don't, you know, I don't know what LeBron's arrangement is, but I don't think he pays I, for I, much. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they walked in the store and were like, "Give me the hat." <laughs> anyway, it's great stuff. Can't wait to see who wears it next. I mean, I will be watching. So, <laughs> would you wear it if given the opportunity? You, Juliet Lemon, absolutely. Yes. Okay. I would love All to right. be a part of that if, joke. If anyone at Louis Vuitton <laughs> is listening, <laughs> um, I've like recently gotten into hats too. Like, I've never really been a hat person, but I've just been yeah. like cold all the time. So I've been wearing sure. them a lot more. So I told you about the beret last week. Yeah. Uh, I still haven't worn it out, but I've identified like a potential opportunity in about two weeks when I might oh, be wow. able to wear it out. So are you? That's exciting. Say, say no more and report back on if okay, you will. Okay, two weeks time. So <laughs> okay. Okay. More Saturday night action. I, yeah. I failed you, Amanda. I did not watch Jennifer Lopez on Saturday Night Live, nor have I okay. watched the Ben Affleck Duncan commercial, but I'd love for you to tell me about both of them. Sure. So I just watched some clips of of Jennifer Lopez on Saturday Night Live. I didn't even make it through the full clips, you know, because SNL sure. is not always like the best music venue. You know, there are issues with the sound. People are People aren't always bringing their best. But I can't say that what I saw was like what I want for Jennifer Lopez, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, I I love her and she looked great, but it just, it all seemed a bit a shambles. I have not yet seen This Is Me now, the, the musical experience. So 
I, you know, I'm, I'm open. I'm excited. I, I, it, it didn't blow me away. How about that? And then, and then Ben Affleck during the Grammys was in a new Duncan, like Grammys themed Duncan commercial where he's like making his own, maybe this has been out for a while, but it was new to Amanda Dobbins. He's like making his own record and trying to do all of this stuff. And then it ends with him like doing like, and this is me now. So it's like a Duncan with a JLo album promo tie-in, which Mm. on the one hand, you really have to hand it to their financing. You know, they (laughs) are seeking out opportunities. They are embracing synergy, as we say. They are making the most of what's available to them. On the other hand, I was like, what is going, what is going on? It was like a one minute Dunkin' Donuts spot. And with, with Affleck, like really leaning into his Boston accent, like a little more than he needed to. He doesn't really have a Boston accent, at least not anymore. Right. So it, it was, it was just like a lot for me to digest. And on the one hand, great content. I love that they're here. You know, it's like I didn't dare to dream that we would be doing like integrated. <laughs> this is me now. Dunkin' Donuts, Ben Affleck commercials to promote the musical experience that is also about Ben Affleck. You know, like when Benifer started again, I didn't know that we could reach these heights. But also, <laughs> like, it's a lot. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. I, I, uh, that's all that's what I got it's also kind of jarring to go from like the I, I think with Jennifer Lopez it all kind of just like works for me a little bit more just because campiness has always been a part of her her persona and she's both like completely elite but also like a populist figure you know mm-hmm. I mean yeah she kind of like you know let's want one part of her charm Ben Affleck, I feel like is his his spectrum is smaller, and so sometimes, you know, when he goes and does something I wasn't expecting, I'm like, no, I just didn't have that on like my timeline of Ben Affleck events. Where, <laughs> right. where J Lo, so much more feels like it's in play. Sure, yeah, I I agree with that, but I just I really didn't have any of those things on my bingo card. So me, me neither. There we go. Truly great stuff. I forgot to put this on the rundown, but I would like to circle back on Justin Timberlake for a hot second. Oh yeah. Shortly after we recorded our podcast and expressed our uh, dismay with the return of Justin Timberlake, he did his private show at, or free show, I don't think it was private, but a free show on his birthday at Irving Plaza in which he took a moment between songs to say, and I want to apologize to absolutely fucking nobody and then sang Crimey River with the implication being that he does not want to apologize to Britney Spears. Fine. I don't know if he should have to apologize, but... This is an astonishingly poor rollout of his album. And I was really surprised that he wasn't at the Grammys last night, just thinking about like opportunities for him to promote his music. So I wondered if he was ever supposed to be and then it didn't happen or like what's going on there. But I just, as a follow-up, as a story I'm tracking, I want to mention it. I did. I also uh, noted that. And right before we started recording, I read just a a page six report and it's not even confirmed on page six, but that his team is considering like a sit down with Oprah to clear the air because he doesn't like how the album release is going, which, Oh um, my God. How do we get to sit down? I mean, can (laughs) can you imagine, can you imagine like, you know, on the one hand, it's like, I, I'm, I'm sorry to keep being like, it's good content, but like, you know, 
I don't want to see it, but I want to see it. Do you know what I'm saying? But I won't enjoy it. And it's I hope a bad Oprah idea. like holds him, hold, takes I him to task. I do as well. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's going to happen. I'm sort of like, does Oprah really need to be involved in this? I mean, just, I agree with you. And like, who if, I think I, Oprah might say, no, thank you. I, I'd like, I. Why would she want to be involved? Who would you most like to see interview Justin Timberlake? <sighs> I, I mean, part of that is just like, I don't really want to watch an interview with Justin Timberlake, you know? Mm, yeah. So like, that's, that's where I am. <laughs> but I would love to see you do it. Thank you. Yeah. I would, I think I would love to do it too. Okay. I have so many well, questions and I'm like I'm very invested you. in this. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. Last note of the day. Get well soon. King Charles III. Yeah. He just announced he had cancer and that stinks thinking of the royal family. He's starting treatment now. Sending him and everyone his best. It's it crappy stinks. time. That stinks. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. That's all we got for today. Thank you so much to our producer, Jade Whaley. Thank you to the Grammys for being kind of horrifying. <laughs> we will be back next week. 